This is Carlton. Like, I know Carlton does this, this, and this. Like, you know, I love Carlton regardless, even though he does this. Or this is David. I know David does this, this, and this. And, you know, I love David regardless, even though he does these things, you know, to a certain extent. Um, well, I mean, not even to a certain extent. You, you love them anyway, even though right. you, you may pray for them to grow out of certain habits and certain tendencies. But, you know, you love them anyway because that's who they are. That's, that's a part of them as a person. And you can't change a person, you know. That's, that's something that comes from the Lord, that comes from, you know, conviction. So. I think we all just kind of put our own flavor on it. Like we all try to love people how we feel like we can love people instead of loving people just for the sake of loving people. Like it, for us, it's like, I can't love this person. I don't know you. Like, and if I know you, do you deserve my love? Like, right. because I got this idea of what love is for me. Do you deserve that for me? And I think this scripture teaches us like, you supposed to like honor them anyway. Don't be hypocritical. Don't be like, I love you, but you know, right. I love you, but you don't kind of fit my standards. Like Dexter was alluding to, you just gotta do it anyway because that's what God calls us to do. And we gotta like invite the Holy Spirit in so that we can give that out to other people, like Larche said. Right. And one thing like that was said at one of the sermons I've heard is like, you know, we, we can't control anyone else's mess. So I feel like we all have our own mess and we can't control other, everybody else's mess. So I feel like sometimes we, we put ourselves up like, because they're doing, their mess looks different from mine. I can't relate. So I really can't like, I don't understand it. So I can't love you like how I should love you. You know, it, I don't know. It kind of goes off of that. And, it, and a lot of, a lot of what goes on nowadays, well, it's been a thing, but now there's terms to it. It's like, you know, being fake or having fake mm -hmm. love, you know, it's like, you know, why do we, you know, it's like, and that's like that hypocritical love, like, you know, talking, like we're cool with them at a certain point, but at another point we're like, yeah, no, I really don't mess with you, but I'm cool with you in front of your face type deal. It's just, yeah. Um, and we gotta ask, that's even love, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Like, that's not even Like, it's, it's not, it's, that ain't love at all. Yeah, don't even talk to me. <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. Yeah, no, no, you're right. That's not. <laughs> you're right. It's not. Yeah, you're totally right. Yo, you know. Why you? But, why you? Wow. <laughs> but that's, that's what we call to do. Right. Yeah, that's what we call to do. I'm talking about like, like if you, if you don't like me, just, you, I can love you like We can love each other from afar. Don't right. like, yeah. you don't have to like each other. You know what I'm saying? Don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of people may think like, you know, just because I love you, you know, it don't mean that I gotta like tolerate what you do or like like you or whatever the case may be. Like, I love you because like I, I want you to be the best that you can be, but it ain't gotta do nothing with me. Like, I don't have to be anywhere near it, but I, I wish the best for you, and I hope that you know if it is something like they they doing whatever, like you just pray for them type deal but some people are like nah you yeah that I can't respect them at all that mean I can't love you at all like you just I can be fake like I can I can wear a mask in front of you but I really don't respect you in any way type of form type deal right. and so I think it kind of goes with that too and, um, think, oh, I'm sorry. go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead now I think we have to ask ourselves also who are you right who are you right. to honestly say you're not deserving of respect or to you're not deserving of me appreciating your intrinsic value right like right. i was telling someone today how in high school i was as far as um like homosexuality is a like mm -hmm. like a lot of people like that don't know any better are very ignorant in regards to being super homophobic or not uh, talking to people that are homosexual right and really trying to understand them as people instead we just throw yo homosexuality abomination Therefore, that person is bad. That's, you know, and that's not what Christ teaches. That's not what the Bible teaches. And, like, that was one of those people. And, like, God had to sit me down and say, who are you? Right. You, 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 you hypocritical in all these ways, you're going to end up in hell, too. You're you going to end up in hell. Right? Yeah. And so I had to sit down and be like, yo, you're right. So we have to ask ourselves, who are we to really be like, I am better, as you were saying before, since my sin looks different than yours, 
that, yo, I'm just not going to, not that we don't call, call people out. Like, you sending, I got to tell you. Yeah, accountability. Like, yeah, accountability. You know, for sure. I got I to let you know, like, yo, you slipping. But to just completely say, yo, you are, your intrinsic value is less than mine. It's just wrong. Yeah. And it's like, we had to find that, that balance of like keeping our, like our peace and like loving people, I guess that we're, that we can be around because if we don't like them, obviously there's in some short, some way, shape or form, we're around that person. So it's like, I know sometimes it's like people, you know, don't respect people, don't cut, cut them off, whatever case may be, because they're trying to, you know, protect their sanity, protect their peace. It's like, I don't want anything to do with that. So it's like, we have to figure out a way of like, okay, just cause you don't want to be around it. You know, you don't have to like, I don't know. It's like, it feel like it's a different way to go about it. So it's weird, but um, kind of going into that. Um, well, on the other side of that, this scripture talks about uh, hating what is evil. So the Amplified version uh, the second part of verse nine says, hate what is evil, detest all ungodliness, do not tolerate wickedness, uh, hold on tightly to what is good. So, you know, detest ungodliness, do not tolerate wickedness. You know, what What does that act look like since we're supposed to love? So how, what, what does it look like for us to do these things, to detest ungodliness and do not tolerate wickedness? It's what we're supposed to love. Larshane just said it, bro. Like, we got to call them out. We got to rebuke you. We got to say, like, you messing up. Like, for us, it's, it's a situation where we got to be clear and we got to say to you, like, I'm not doing this thing with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you. I love you for all your faults. I love you because God calls me to. I love you because you're my brother. But, like, you're doing some messed up stuff right now. I'm calling it out, and I'm not participating in it. Mm. So, right, which is basically accountability. So, and I feel like definitely, uh, well, it's all of us, but I know like as guys, we like, man, that guy, he gonna do whatever he want. I love him anyway, but he gonna do this, he gonna do that, man. He's just gonna do it anyway. So it's like, you know, why do, it's like we can sometimes see certain acts that our, our brothers, like people we really close with, really love. We can see the act that we do that we know like, it's wrong or maybe we feel like we wouldn't do but sometimes we don't call him out on it sometimes we're like well he's just gonna do that anyway like he's just that anyway well you know because it's easy to say of course like it's easy to say but i know it, it takes a certain maturity level especially in our spirit to be like bro you wrong you know, like that's that's not right like you shouldn't be doing that type deal without having that fear of you know like i wonder how they're gonna i know well for me Sometimes I guess like for me, it's like I have to sometimes I think about how I say certain things because I don't know how people are going to take it and I don't want to come off a certain way. So I think about, well, if I say it like this, am I going to come off like this? Not to like keep them in my circle per se, like I need you around. So I'm going to say it this way, but it's like I don't want to come at it from an attacking sense, but come at it at a different sense. So for me, it's like sometimes uh, I, I think about, OK, how exactly am I going to say this? without you know it seeming like i'm attacking you in all you know in different ways so you know and sometimes it just gets to a point where it's like ah, it's not gonna say nothing you know what i'm saying like so it's like you know how can we work on this because of course like accountability is what we should all have but sometimes like with certain people definitely certain people in our circle we we kind of lack at that and that's why like you know i know what's going on on twitter about everybody all, all like both men and women coming out about how they were sexually assaulted and everything. Well, I'm sure someone in their circle who sexually assaulted this person knew about it, but maybe didn't call them out on it, per se. So it's like, it's something that we all have to work on. So it's like, how, how can we work on this? Uh, well, does anyone else have something to say before? No, you can go. I'm, look, I'm looking for a scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah he looks. Oh, uh, yeah. I, um, I know from personal experience, uh, as far as people that like, um, they j- they're going to do whatever they want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it's in Matthew. Somebody fact check me. But like Jesus says, hey, you're going out to preach or, or spread the message, whatever town or city you're in. Mm-hmm. If they don't receive you, dust your feet off, dust the dust, dust the dust off your feet and keep going. Right. So yeah, that's, it's that's, that's true. Like, I, I was literally talking to my therapist today because like I have this thing where I'm like, yo, 
you must know the truth. And if you don't, my brain like, how come you don't? How come you're stupid? Like that's yeah. what. That's <laughs> what <you're doing. laughs> like, how, come, how come you don't understand? And uh, my my therapist, she was telling me like, yo, you can't. That's not your job. Your job is not for you to water the seed. Your job is for you to plant, and yeah. that's it. And and then secondly, in regards to speaking to someone, when you have to address, um, what I found is usually if I honestly just pray, I know that's cliche, but like, hey, that's that's the solution, right? Yes. We, that's what we do with Christians. But like, when I pray, like, okay, God, let me love in this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Let me like, I, I always, I try my best to present my heart with. I'm going to love them right now. Before I before I say what I have to say, show me how to love them with my words. And usually, if you start off with that mindset, the words will follow correctly, and the tone and everything will be received because you've said it in your heart. Yeah. What it is, because you know how like a lot of people say, "Yo, I shoot from the, uh, I shoot from the hip," or mm. "Hey, you know." I say it how I say it. If you can't feel, if you if your feelings hurt, then whatever. Yeah. I told the truth, baby. Yeah, that's 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 right. You did tell the truth, but what was your purpose? Was your purpose to be right? Was your purpose mm-hmm. to actually help them and change their life? And mm-hmm. if you preface it in your heart, saying I want to love them, you will always say it right, regardless. I feel that. Did you find your scripture, David? Hold up, I'm looking. Okay. Basically, it was a scripture in Proverbs, and I forget the exact words that they use, but it was like good news in the morning, too early in the morning is like a curse, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it's about it's about thinking about how you approach somebody. Like, if I approach you early in the morning, even if it's good news, you're gonna be like, get out of my room. Like, I don't want to talk to you. It's too early in the morning. Come back at nine a.m. Like a sensible human being. Right. And like like I said, a lot of us just feel like, oh, I'm going to shoot from the hip. I'm going to say what I want to say. If they get offended, they get offended. And a lot of times we can't do that. Like when we rebuking people and we try not to live an evil life, when we trying to set them on the right path to do our responsibility, we we are called to consider like how are we delivering this message to them? Because like if we if we just deliver it and however it come out, it come out. How are we helping them? We already know that they're going, they're not going to take that right. The Proverbs is full of scriptures about wise people making wise decisions. Yeah. Is that a wise decision to just say something, you know, they ain't, they ain't even going, they ain't even going to hear. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome, Lee. Uh, welcome to the Bible study. just want to go ahead and, and, and welcome you. Um, Dexter, you got any time? I mean, you guys have um, touched on it, but, you know, one thing I would say is, you know, when you see your your friend or whoever may be going down that wrong path, right, um, definitely, like, you know, all three of you all said it's about accountability and, you know, just being bold, everybody's used that word, but being bold, like, to hold somebody accountable. But definitely before you make that approach, because, you know, what we're talking about now is, you know, how you go about doing that in a way um, where it comes off as genuine and authentic and loving versus, mm-hmm. you know, you you being judgmental and, and critical of somebody. You got to, um, nobody said this shit, man. You got to pray about it first and ask the Lord how you should, you, you should go about that approach of talking to that friend. Um, because, you know, David said it and Marche said it, you can't just shoot from the hip with it. So definitely to, you know, pray before you, you make that, that approach or that, that bold statement of accountability mm-hmm. um, because you, you want to ask the Lord, you know, what's the best way for you to approach this person? And then even before you ask the Lord the best way to approach that person, you know, just pray for them in whatever action that is that they're doing that is not, you know, um, right, right, right. what they should be doing. And Lee, just let you know, we are at Romans 12, 9 through 15. Uh but yes, so accountability is a big thing. Uh, and going further into the scripture, uh, I think at, starting at 11, 11 through 13, you know, we're told not to be lazy when it comes to God and, and, and are given instructions on how to be. So it has like constant rejoicing and hope, overconfidence in Christ, steadfast and patient and distress, devoted to praying, continually seeking wisdom, guidance, and strength. So you know, of course, we're not perfect, so some of these is harder to do than others. Which one of these, you know, do we find challenging in our own lives? Like, which one of these do you guys find the most challenging to do in your own lives? I would say for me, um, 
maybe it's it's uh steadfast and patient and distress so basically anxiety you know being anxious about certain things it's like uh you know when when stuff hit well i would say that used to be a big thing of mine now it's not as big as it used to be but um for example when i got in my most recent accident the first thing i thought of was how am i gonna pay for all this like this is gonna be a lot of money i'm trying to get a house like it's just a lot of that things was hitting and not like I didn't I wasn't really just like I was more so asking God why than like God you know what are you trying to tell me like as in like why you let like why did you let this happen instead of like okay what are you trying to tell me through this you know because he allows certain things and of course we we you know we're we can be disobedient whatever case may be and consequences happen we read what we saw whatever you want to say but at the time you know it, it took it took uh someone to send me like scripture is Philippians 4 69 you know don't worry about anything but pray about everything tell God what you need uh and thank you for all he has done type deal so reading that and really going through that I had to meditate and really be like okay like what really am I trying to what really am I supposed to get from this type deal so I know that would be mine uh when it comes to me Definitely, I was, uh, you spoke before I could, but I was going to say, um, you know, verse 12 as well, uh, just, you know, being patient with the Lord, like, you know, in times mm-hmm. of distress, and then, you know, I always think back to, um, since, to, I'm a quote Proverbs, since David, like, encouraged me to read Proverbs the other day, and I read that book, mm-hmm. um, it's like Proverbs 3, and it's verses like 11 and 12, it's like, you know, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline, and don't be upset when you don't be upset when he corrects you, you know, because the Lord corrects, you know, those that he loves just as a father corrects, you know, his own child. So yeah. I always think kind of like what you were saying, like when you're in those troubling situations, you're in distress. Okay. So let's look at it. Like, what is God, you know, what does he want me to take away from this? Because, you know, he allows certain things to happen, like definitely like Carlton said. So, um, you know, what is it? Is he trying to draw me back near him? Have I gone too far? Yeah. Or is this preparing me for what's coming next? You know, what am I supposed to take from whatever this, you know, this stress is or this tribulation, whatever it is that I'm going through in that moment. So that's definitely, you know, the, the verse that, that means the most to me because when the storm is going on, it's really hard to kind of sit still and be like, man, and like, you know, stay focused on God. Right. It's, it's easy to be like, man, God, why me? Like, why is this going on? What yeah. did I do? And then we try to put it in our own hands. Like, what do I need to do in this situation mm-hmm. instead of like, okay, like, let me let God work and say, all right, I need to get out. I need to do something. I need to figure this out instead of like, okay, let me be still, you know, let me, let me figure it out type deal. So yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. For me, it was like 11, like just a diligence, just that consistency, just mm-hmm. showing up every single day because for me, it's so easy to just wake up and just get my day going and just forget everything else that's happening. Right. But like I had to be intentional to every day, no matter what, just spend that time with God, spend that time praying, spend that time reading my Bible. I started reading my Bible daily and mm-hmm. I've never done that in my entire life, like right. ever. Yeah. And so it's just, that's the part that was the hardest for me to get. Not, not the praying for strength, not the being patient. Cause that stuff just came naturally, but just like the, the being consistent, the showing up. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the persistence, the consistency is a big thing for me, and not even just with God and praying or reading, but uh, in every part of my life, I struggle with consistently doing something. Like, my locks are the only consistent thing well, I've yeah. ever done in my whole life. <laughs> like, like, yo, like, cause, and it's partly because I don't have to actually manage it, someone else does. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, so I pay them. That's it. Right. I just throw money at the problem. Yep, that's terrible. Don't 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 be like my thing. But yeah, like that's 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 been my thing because it's like I'm full of zeal. Like if you know me, you know, yo, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you know, like that's yeah. like that, you know, but the fire burned out quickly because I like right now, I told you I was I've been here three times today. Yep, and that's part of the problem. Like you like yeah, and then what happened, baby? You was at the gym last last week, man. I ate a zebra cake, you know. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's just how I be sometimes. So right. you know, for me, that's that's been my thing. But uh, as David was saying, like, um, you know, that consistently prank every single day, or 
take or rather taking that time out because a lot of us do drive by prayers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I think what helps is knowing I, I think just like always trying to remember, like it may not be consistent, but always remembering, hey, you haven't prayed or thank you, God, I didn't. They didn't run me over in the yeah. street today. Thank right. you. Just kind of remember stuff and that kind of helps me now to be a little bit more consistent in other things. So, yeah. Big side note, man, David, I see we got to add Larche to the Sweat Check Nation because yeah. <laughs> he's... <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I ate a zebra cake, bro." I was like, <laughs> "Yo, <laughs> I know they hit home." Nah, it didn't. It didn't. For it's me, zebra cakes are nasty. We don't eat those. <laughs> nah, I, I love zebra cakes. Don't get it twisted. It's just it, it's been. I've, I've twisted my way of thinking. So, like now, if I eat something unhealthy, I don't feel bad about it. Ah, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I just had popcorn and M&M's earlier today. All right, uh, Lee, you got anything, <laughs> anything you want to say? Y'all are crazy. <laughs> um, I've, I've, I've just been sitting in, in observance so I can have an idea of uh, where did you go? And you said 11 through 15, right? Well, yeah, basically, 9 through 15, but uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I ended up looking at another version. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up looking at uh, the contemporary English, and um, it pretty much it it just lays it out as far as um, what it is we're supposed to be doing, um, loving each other like members of your family. And I mean, of course, like let's be real, all of us argue like we've been related forever, but mm-hmm. at the same time, we always find a way to uh, be an encouragement to each other and everything, even if we haven't talked to each other in, uh, in, in a certain amount of, I mean, in a, uh, in a, uh, in a while. Right. So, I mean, uh, when it comes to those spiritual things, of course, I, I remember hearing Dexter saying being considerate of those people that may not, um, may not be able to receive um, correction in a particular way, but, um, we, you know, being that we just got out of Pentecost a few days ago, yeah. um, the Spirit will, if you have the Spirit, if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you will gain that understanding as far as how to approach uh, approach a particular matter when it comes to certain people. Uh, the Spirit will also guide you as far as like how it is you're to say a particular thing to somebody. Because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you come out of a band to another black man and they don't know what you're talking about and then you uh, then you stay there long enough, you're going to get knocked out. But, right. you know, when you have the Spirit, you'll, I mean, you'll just have, you'll, you'll have the, the wherewithal as to how it is you're going to navigate through a thing. So... That's all I have right now because I'm still trying to get caught up. Oh, I understand. I was saying, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I think that's, um, I know it says, bless those who persecute you. Um, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Um, so, I mean, we could talk about bless those who persecute you and, and relate it to what's going on now. I don't know if we want to get into that. Unless y'all want Yes, we do. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Right, like, say, stick to the treadmill. No, I'm just playing. You know, huh? You got my verse 14, right? Yes. You're talking about 14 and yeah. 15 and so, 16. Oh, yeah. Because the version, the version I'm going to say, bless those that, bless those that are rash you. Right. So... Yeah. Let's actually let's include these. Let's actually we're gonna come back. Let's include these with the next the next few uh sixteen twenty-one. Uh, okay. and Ali, I'll read this one. It's the Epify version. Uh live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, conceited, self-important, or exclusive, but associate with humble people, those with a realistic self-view. Do not overestimate yourself. Never repay anyone evil for evil. Take thought for what is right and gracious and proper in the sight of everyone. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath and his judicial righteousness. For it is written in scripture, vengeance is mine, 
I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome and conquered by evil, but overcome evil with good. So I feel like that's yeah, a big, it's a big passage, especially with what's going on with us. Well, yes. you know, with, with our people today. So it's like, you know, can we really truly, you know, how can we really truly do this? Uh, and, you know, especially when people are tired, you know, people are, their their hope is gone. You know, they're like, I've, I've prayed long enough. I need, we need to take action type deals. But it's like, well, live, live in harmony with one another. But it says right here, um, if possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And then to say, as it depends on everybody else, but it says as it depends on you type deal. So it's like, how can, I don't know. It's like, you know, can we truly do this? You know, I don't know. So I, I'll talk first. Um, yeah. I had a, a, a coworker, right? A white coworker who um, reached out to me. First white person that since everything's been going on in the world that's reached out to me. You know, a lot of black women have reached out, you know, kind of like what you see on social media. People have been mm-hmm. texting like, hey, are you okay? But this is a, a white man that I teach with who reached out to me and asked me how I was. And um, I don't want to say it was like perfect timing, but I had just finished um, looking at something on social media. Uh, before I continue, are you all familiar with, um, there's a political commentator, a woman by the name of Candace Owens. Are you all familiar with her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enlighten me. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, she's a black woman, a, a black woman of God. Uh, I'm going to say that. Um, and she, her views are colored by the right by the right yes the, he's the far far right the, he's the, putting that very eloquently the <laughs> he's putting that right. very eloquently so um <laughs> i'll say it a little less eloquently she um <laughs> she's she's a black woman who um is very cr- critical of black people black women mm-hmm. and black men Mm-hmm. Um, she's very far to the right, meaning she's very conservative. Yeah. She supports everything Donald Trump does, basically, like even now, the stuff that he's doing with oh, being wow. in the bunker and yeah. saying that the military should go out into, you know, the streets. Yeah. And so I was curious. I was like, man, I was like, you know, I knew who Candace Owens was, but, you know, I see her and then I read her stuff and I'm like, is this real? Is this like parody or is this, you know, is it legitimate? Because you think a young black woman, because she's, she's around my age, so a okay. little bit older than you guys. She's mm-hmm. about 30, 31. So she's slightly older than y'all, but she's my age. So I'm like, is this legit? Because you don't see black women saying things that she says, like, you know, on social media. And, you know, she was very popular. She's on news outlets and things like that. And so I did a little research into her. And, you know, prior to 2017, she was very much liberal. She was she was not a conservative. She was a liberal person, um, and she you know used to do her political com- commentary on the right. So she was the complete opposite of what she was now. Yeah. Um, and how that how this came about, the drastic shift and change in her perspective in life was she started a website, and I forget exactly what the website was supposed to do, but it was supposed to fact check something. And she received um, some kind of way went wrong and she received a lot of criticism from, you know, liberals and everybody on the left side of the spectrum. And so then the people that came to her defense, like publicly that spoke out, you know, about her or spoke out on her behalf and, you know, kind of came to her aid and defended her were people on the right, like very conservative people. So after that happened, she made a switch from being, you know, um, liberal to conservative. So then I was like, well, let's look at her early history before this happened. So the information that's out there online about her personal life is, you know, she's been bullied like almost all her life. And so, um, you know, there's, there's large instances of bullying, like the, her hometown, like the mayor's son was like harassing her and things like that, threatening her life and different things. And so I said, I'd say, I I see a lot of the, the, the racism that goes on and the, the systemic bias. And I think a lot of, a lot of it is, undermined or a lot of it what underlines it is um a lack of compassion so what i'm saying is people grew up and the reason why they're able to look at instances like what we're seeing now like you know the the unnecessary killings of of black people black men and women they look at it and the reason why they holler out things like well you know he has a criminal record or things like that is because 
at some point in their life or maybe at no point in their life, nobody ever showed them that compassion. So, you know, they were taught to follow the rules. And if they did happen to mess up and kind of like, you know, stray outside of the rules, you know, they, they didn't get any compassion from whoever was in charge of the situation. And they faced those extreme consequences or whatever the worst possible consequence was at that time. And they've lived a life like that, you know, ever since then where, okay, well, I'm not going to mess up as much as I can to not break these rules because somebody's going to proverbially throw the book at me. And so they look at these situations and they're like, well, they had it coming because, you know, they, he has a criminal record or, you know, that they, they suspected him of stealing stuff out of that, that unfinished house in the neighborhood and things like that. Right. You know, they do that. And then it, 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 it goes right along. It plays hand in hand with, you know, the stereotypes that they already believe about, you know, black people and, and, and people of color and things like that. And then we already have the systemic bias in place, you know, which allows for things like, you know, police brutality and, and the murders and things like that. So it goes hand in hand in it. But I think a big part of it that nobody talks about is this lack of compassion that they have. Mm-hmm. And I think it very much comes from situations like what I found out when I was, you know, doing my little research on Candace Owens, you, people didn't show you compassion. So you, therefore, since you never got compassion, you're like, well, if I did it, they can do it. So they need to live this strict, you know, rule abiding life existence as well, because if they don't, then yeah, they got what was coming to them because in the past they did bad things. So they deserve to die now. They deserve all this other stuff like that. And it, and it shouldn't be like that. And I think that definitely goes into kind of like what we've been talking about in these verses here, you know, about loving each other, like really, really loving, loving each other as a people, the way God calls us to love each other. You know, we've got to exercise that compassion when we can. So yeah, this person broke this rule. Okay. So what are the range of consequences that we can give that person versus just going immediately to whatever it is? Because, you know, when you do that to these people, they can't like they lack compassion and like the ability to have compassion for people in other situations when it's more serious like what we're seeing on the national scale now you know in the united states i actually never thought about that because i mean and you know i just like i said i sat and thought about it because i was looking at candace owens and then i was looking at like some people that i went to high school with um and a lot of the the white kids and well, white men and women now that I went to high school used to be like, well, I didn't see color in high school. And now they're like, no, I realize now that's wrong. And some of them are coming around, but then you see other people and they're still saying the same things they were saying. And then I'm just like, you really don't have any compassion for like this man being killed. Like he was sitting there screaming out, like, help me, I can't breathe. And you really feel like, well, he had, he, he has a criminal record. He did bad things in the past. And I'm like, where does that come from? And then, like I said, it just happened. I was looking at Candace Owens and looking at her story. That's where it comes from. How did this woman make this radical shift from being very liberal to very conservative? Well, she's been attacked all her life because she has all these document instances of bullying. And then when she messed up, when she was trying to be a voice for like, you know, um, you know, liberalism or a voice for, you know, the people basically versus being, you know, kind of like all right, like she is known, she was, she messed up. And then, you know, the left kind of attacked her and the people that came to her defense were the people on the right side, the people that finally showed her some compassion in life were people that were, you know, all right, like real conservative people, Donald Trump, people like that, because, you know, he's a very big fan of her. So he showed, they showed you some compassion and they won you over with their compassion and so now you you know you believe what you believe because these are the people that treat you like you can be in that that kind of loved you and whether or not it's true love kind of like we talked about too we don't know but they showed you that love that compassion so now you know you're a diehard advocate for them and i'm like well that probably is true for a lot of these people so with that i want to ask them if love or compassion of some sort want her over even to the outside or whatever wherever your political views are right and so if that if that's the case and it changed her like that and if love is what brought her over why don't we feel like that's the solution now like i mean i I get it in regards to like yo like i've seen plenty of stuff like yo you expect a generation that grew up on nothing if you book to be peaceful and and stuff and like just different things in regards to yo you can't blame people for, for being violent or being in an uproar. Yeah. And I'm like, but that doesn't help the narrative, right? It doesn't help the, the message you want to be seen by masses of people, you know? And I feel like the only way to, um, we have to apply, the only way to properly apply that love, we have to be 
in a state of prayer at all times, praying without ceasing. Because if we're not, we're gonna we're gonna react in our feelings. And there is a way to do everything and to sin not, and that's by keeping the Lord on our minds, right? Like I know people mention, you know, Jesus flipped money tables over in the temple. I was like, yo, that was the temple of God. Jesus is God. He flipped the table in his own house. You don't own nothing that you got. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know that. You know that's. You know we we want to justify our anger. And when G and when Jesus flipped money tables over, it was for zeal for God's house. It wasn't even for himself. And we have to ask ourselves, are we doing this because we upset and we have emotions and feelings? Or are we doing this for another cause? Like, because like, if we're honest, like, you being upset and burning down stuff ain't going to hold up in court. Like, if I, if I harass you and, like, punch you in the face and you take me to court, I'm like, yo, why'd you punch him in the face? Man, he made me mad. That ain't going to wrong, maybe. Like, you, like, yo, like, because so, uh, you're giving people a reason to criticize you. You're giving people a reason now to put you in jail. You know, I just, we have to consider. For those that are doing it, because I know some of them are traps and stuff that right. we're not even doing, you know, in white supremacist groups or whatever case may be. But yes, yes. Right. Yeah. But like we have to, we have to have Christ on the forefront of our minds if we're going to be successful. We're loving people that clearly hate us, that that despitefully use us. We have to be in a state of prayer because if not, we're gonna slip. Uh, hey, it's... Not right, not right now, not right now. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, it's two of them now. It is. Oh, that's interesting. You see yourself? I'm back. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he duplicated himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> what happened? Shout out to Angel. Well, you, you don't see your, yourself in here still? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. <laughs> uh, I think this is, uh, well, what were you going to say? You said in all your years. In all my years of living, bro, like, I've yeah. never heard somebody say that being a Christian was supposed to be easy. Like picking up your cross and bearing it daily was never supposed to be easy. That cross heavy, dog. Like it's never been easy. So yeah. Arche's point about like if compassion moves her over to the other side, why don't we do it the other way? It's because it's not easy. It's not easy to love somebody that you at your core disagree with like this ain't just like some topical stuff like this is at my core i fundamentally disagree with what you saying you support black and brown people being killed in the street because they had a criminal past i don't support that it's fun i fundamentally find it difficult for me yeah. to extend you love like larche said earlier like who who am i to who am i to keep you from the love who am i to say you're not worthy of my love because you think a different way. And it's hard. Yeah, it yeah. is hard. It is hard to pick up the cross every single day. Mm-hmm. It's hard to extend that grace. And I don't think any of us should leave here thinking that it was supposed to be easy. And I don't right. think anybody that ever watches this should be like, bro, why is this not easy? If you find it difficult to love somebody like that, to extend that compassion, then you're not by yourself. We all struggling with it because I think I'd be remiss to not mention right now that like all of us are in pain. Everybody sitting on this call is a black man. Mm-hmm. All of us feel the weight of what's going on. It's not easy for us to wake up and say, I love these races. Like it's not easy at all. And no. so I'm grateful that Larche said that like every day we got to continually keep God on our mind. We got to continually be praying because that's the only answer I got right now because it's not easy. And if I, if I let God slip off my mind for a second, I promise I'm going to flip over a table and it's not going to be out of zeal for the house of God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, I agree. It's, it's hard to do, and then, like, even if, like, a, I'm doing it, but how can I, how can I spread that? And if you try to spread that, everybody else is like, nah, you crazy. Or, yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not really for the cause, then, because we're tired. You know, it, like, we have to make action. It's like, 
it's really like we know what to do but how can we do it or like you know it, it's just a lot they can they can go into it because i mean it's clear as day in the scripture it says clear as day in the scripture what we should do it says it. he tells us what to do when it comes to it vengeance mind says the lord but you know people are like no nah. <laughs> they're like no nah, we need you know and of course and then they you know they look back at history you know it's like things change back then after a certain you know, after certain things like you know they did this these were the results you know so it's like of course it's repeats itself type deal so yeah i don't know it's like yeah i, I think if we like don't try so hard, like if we like because like cast all of your cares upon him for he cares for you my yoke is easy and my burden is light and i think a lot of us put the weight on ourselves instead of it instead of us putting it all on christ and i think the way that what that actually looks like because that sounds nice right but like how do you actually do that part and i think is when, when we do actually focus in on okay god what do i actually do and if i'm actually seeking an answer and i'm humbling myself saying that i don't know he will give you the answer if you actually want the answer and a lot mm-hmm. of us if we're honest we we, we either don't we, we don't we really don't want the answer because we we just would rather be mad some people have been mad so long they don't want to not be mad no more they they would just rather be be angry right because it feels better like it just it feels better to them in their opinion right or mm-hmm. it's or it's like it comes down to pride as well right I, i've no i'm right this is what it is i've been wrong and i i want justice and things of that nature but like if we just say hey god help me love it, for me, it never fails. It never fails. When I simply ask and meditate on that thought of how do I do that, sometimes it takes a minute. Like my mom was saying something about, yo, you need a five-second you know, five rule when you drop food on the floor, right? Like she's like, five-second rule in regards to before you react and before you respond. And for me, I, I need more than like five seconds. I need like a cool hour before I can logically process how to not curse you out, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I need that. I personally need that. And if we don't focus so hard on how to do it, and we just say, God, just show me what to do, I think that's the part of it. There have been plenty of hard conversations I've had to have with people I very much disagree with or I want them to see my view. And I couldn't do it in my own prejudice. Like, there was a guy who never did. Like, again, I was talking about homosexuals earlier and how God had to deal with me and say, I need to love people. I need to love people for real. And um, God actually helped, like, allowed me to actually talk to someone who was homosexual. And I actually met them twice. I said, God, if you give me another chance to talk to them, I will give them the gospel, right? Because they were ready. They were ready. He, he allowed that to happen. And instead of me saying, hey, you know what? You know, gay, being gay is wrong. <laughs> you need Jesus. I'm not, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I said, hey, because again, people want compassion. People live the lives they live the most and with passion because they were given love in that area. And, if, and like Dexter said, if we do that, if we actually say, hey, I'm going to love you into my ideal, people will, will take that better. I can't, I can't convince you and argue with you and tell you you're wrong. And can, even if you prove them wrong, they can still believe what they believe because you didn't say you didn't love them into your ideal. If we can, we have to compassionately say, hey, I understand how you feel. I know your struggle, or at least I can understand how you feel the way you feel. This is how I feel, and I want you to be better. I want you to be more and greater of a greater success. I want you, if we, can, if we truly actually care about other people, when we speak to them, we can always pull, draw more fish. We can always right. pull more disciples. Right. Um, I, I would say, because I know that uh, not I say well, like in the past five minutes, uh, I I kept hearing something surrounding. Tell me if I'm wrong. I kept hearing something uh, surrounding rejection, um, which is uh, the foundation for uh, for fear. Um, many people 
um, are comfortable with um, are comfortable with where they are because they're afraid of the fact that you know you know of of, of even encountering an opportunity to be to be shown compassion, to be shown love. Why? Because of the, of the history that has with you. And I will study a few months ago. The thing that they need to experience when you approach them is the love of Christ on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people really believe that love is based upon work what it is that you can do for them or what it is that uh what it is that they can do for you when in actuality you shouldn't even have to work for it it should just be given just because you know um christ didn't have a reason as to why it is that he gave his life he knew that that was his purpose he did it because of the fact that you know if i don't do this Man will be will will forever be separated from my so in order to make together I got to do this. You can't just up and do something like that unless you have a love, unless you have that type of love. What was the script? The script. Uh, what what what? Uh, no greater love than a man uh, who would lay down his life for a friend. Um. I mean, when you have that love on the inside of you, of course, it, it's nothing that you will not do for any for anybody. Uh, there's nothing that you won't do to make sure that that person has what they need. There's nothing that you wouldn't do uh, to make sure that you'll love them through any okay, addiction or stronghold that they may have, uh, may may be currently dealing with at the moment. And it's just um what <laughs> well, your 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 Boost Mobile was acting up, right? <laughs> Somebody get him some minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love y'all. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, didn't want him to speak. Yeah, you, you sound like um, like I said, love will allow for you to see where a person is and to um. And to help them where it is that they need, help them to get to where they need to be. Um, um, case in point, I know, um, and Dexter, I know, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to use one of our conversations for an example. Um, early on, like I think it was like after we, I think it was like after we first crossed or whatever it was. But I know that from time to time, you would pull me to the side and tell me what was off about me, and of course, in the moment, um, I, I, I couldn't understand as to why it was you came to me the way that you came to me. But in essence, had, if you did not, if you did not um, have any comparison towards me, because I know you were about ready to cut me, but if you didn't have no compassion towards me, you would not have taken the time to tell me what it was that was going on. And that's what love will do. That's what love will do. Um, it'll help you see some things that you wouldn't see on your own. And of course, uh, the delivery of it may not be in the moment. It may not be uh, something that you're uh, partial to. But after a while, if you step back and get out your feelings, right. I'm just gonna be honest. You step back and get out your feelings. You will, you will see why it is that they said what they said to you. So, uh, did someone want to uh, volunteer to pray? I mean, I think we should let the good Reverend Simeon Dexter. You know how to pray too. Not like you, though. You know, I don't. Not, not like you. <laughs> oh Lord. Lord, we thank you tonight for this gathering. We just ask that um, everything that was shared with us tonight, God, that you would allow for it to stay with us, stay in us, that it would that it would continue to permeate our spirits, our hearts, and our minds, God, so that we can line up with what it is that you want for us to do, even during this time, God. There's so much going on in this world. 
so much, so much, uh, so much uh, pestilence in the land, so much malice going on across the world, God. Even with this, uh, this recent, uh, recent, uh, recent murders, God. God, we just ask right now that you would give peace of mind to the family. We ask that you would give peace of mind also to those that are responsible for making decisions in our government. God, we just ask right now that those uh, those that are dealing with all of these cases, that you also give them clarity as to what direction that they need to go in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for what it is that you're doing in this moment, God, even in this hour, God. Every person that's on this uh on this, uh, in this Bible study right now, God, every need that was uh, stated and every need that may not have been stated, God, we know that you're more than capable to meet the need, God, because your word says now to him, who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that work within us. So God, we thank you for uh, being one that can't lie, that cannot go back on the promises. We know that everything is true and it won't return to us for us. So God, we give you glory for what it is that is going to take place, for what it is that's already uh, already happened, God. And, 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 and God, we even thank you even the more for what it is that you're doing right now. We thank you for the process that you've started even within us, God, to help us to love better, to, to season our words when it comes to uh, to those that may not know who you are, those that may have been backslidden, those that may be lost, God. Help us to, to do what it is. Show us. Help us. Show us what it is that we need to do, where it is we need to go, how we need to say, what we need to say, and when we need to say it, God. And we give your name the glory for what it is that you're going to do for it. It is in your name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you for watching Genuine Uplift. Please take the time to check out our other videos as well. We have podcasts available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. We have messages for the Bible studies that are already uploaded on YouTube with different playlists. And we also have a men's Bible study that is uploaded on our Genuine Uplift Facebook page. Please take the time to check out the videos, like, share, um, listen to the podcast if you have the time. Thank you for watching again.